You have just entered the Royal Access, the show for growth-minded game changers seeking God's direction in their relationships and careers. I'm your host, Coral Pinder, and I'm super excited about growing along with you. Now let's dive in to this episode. All right, everybody. Uh, welcome to the Royal Access Podcast, the show with growth-minded game changers seeking God's direction in their relationship and their careers. Um, super excited to have somebody who's been on the show before uh, in the past, plus one, uh, two very great friends of mine, Dinaj and DJ, um, who I admire as individuals. I admire them as a unit in marriage, and I admire their approach on a lot of different things, whether that might be with their family and and, and home as well, too. So um, with that being said, I'd like to welcome and introduce you guys to my great friends, Dinaj and DJ Seymour. And I don't have sound effects yet. It'd be like, thank you guys. Um, uh, yeah, appreciate you. Thank you for being on this call. Thank you for having us. Yeah, man. Thanks for the invite. We don't, we don't need sound effects yet. We ain't at that status yet. <laughs> my energy is a bit low <laughs> and i mean and, and this, this this is a long time coming we thought about this for this this type of episode because this episode is a part of a series on um for better for worse and it talks about marriage mm-hmm. my particular angle in my part of the series is like um based off of the well-known quote from ecclesiastes on the threefold chord um never being broken and i use in, in this particular context i think about it in unity and strength in terms of not doing life alone um as well as you know having the support of your, your community and in this particular context your your marriage um to really to support you for what you do especially in the context of ministry but before we get into those components and what i admire about you guys the most Give us a little bit of background and history uh, of your guys, your background from dating to now to marriage. Say uh, dating. <laughs> yeah, basically, I met her. She fell in love, couldn't resist me. Had to, you know, fight her off for a little bit. <laughs> no. <laughs> Just kidding. We actually, we actually met in Eleuthera, um at a at a summer camp, Camp Bahamas. Some people may have heard of that. It was. The day was June 27th, 2014. <laughs> the air was crisp. <laughs> oh <my gosh. laughs> Just kidding. It, it really was June, June 27, 2014. I, I do remember that very, very clearly. Yes. I also do remember like the first time I met him. Um, it wasn't anything crazy when I met him. I always love meeting new people. So I was really when I came to camp, my mindset was I wasn't into dating anybody. I was there strictly on mission, there for Christ. And I had already signed a contract to go back to New York and be a missionary in Brooklyn. And a part of that contract was actually that I couldn't date for a year. So that also helped to keep me on track. Um, But yeah, that's where we met. I had no intentions of coming to the Bahamas and trying to meet my husband but we became like really great friends almost instantly yeah yeah I would say oh it it happened pretty fast it did but Uh, I was in denial 
I was just like, I really wanted to be his friend because I loved his spirit and I saw all this potential in him. And I was just like, this is somebody that I need in my life because I want to see where he takes his life based on the passion and everything that I was hearing that he wanted to do for God. So I was really excited about his life in general. And I just wanted to like be a friend and just be like, yeah, that's my friend over there. Like I know him. Cause I know I felt in my heart, like he was going to do really great things for Christ. And I wanted to be there for that. Little did I know I was going to actually. She marry was falling quick. <laughs> um, yeah. On the, on the, our our story overall is sort of a it's not a a weird one i would say but it's it's sort of an anomaly um i think that when i met her i was not interested in you know pursuing any relationship or anything like that uh, i thought she was very attractive when i saw her so i told myself i i was like i ain't talking to her cuz I supposed to be here, you know, focused on doing the Lord's work. Um, and I was like, she could be a distraction. So I was like, I, I am about that life. But uh, it's crazy how fast things happen because two weeks later, I was looking up honeymoon spots and we were, you know, I hadn't even really talked to him. Yeah. Well, you know, you know, you know. Um, but, <laughs> but I, I was just very clear from the beginning, like very intentional, like this is, this is what I'm thinking. It's not like, girl, I want to marry you, you know, in a couple of months. It wasn't like that, but it was just very intentional. Like, hey, if I'm going to be a friend, it's going to be with these intentions. But yeah, we, um, about 11 months after we met at camp, uh, I proposed to her, which is interesting because we skipped dating. We never dated. I, when I proposed to her, I was her friend. Um, you're my best friend. <laughs> <laughs> nice, really. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so that was, so we met June 2014. I proposed May 2015. And we got married in August of 2016. Um, so, yeah, yeah. I mean, that, yeah, I mean, that's not such an anomaly when you think about it in terms of like you were solid friends where one could argue that that was dating for you just in that realm, uh, you know, and I, and I think I like the focus, especially for where you two were at in ministry or getting ready to ramp into ministry where yes, that probably would have been a powerful force, but you had one main mission in mind as well too. And I think it's beautiful that God still brought that together, but brought that together still organically and in a way that was still wholesome. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. It was definitely for me, I feel like, I was, I think, struggling more with the idea of allowing Dinaj to pursue me fully because he was so confident. Like when I tell you he was so confident, like he was like, he told me he knew that he wanted to marry me and he knew that I was it. And I was just like, how could you say that? God did not tell me anything. Like he has not talked to me about this. And I think a lot of it was fear because you know, I had been doing a lot of praying, like before I met him, before I went to the Bahamas, about the kind of person that if God had for me, I wanted, or at least I thought that God wanted me to have. And like, he definitely like, checked those boxes. But I think I was so afraid of like, what my family would think because of not just the whole thing, the whole fact that it was so fast, but also because of the color of his skin, because a lot of people in my country and in our culture 
are very racist and Mm -hmm. so like I was like oh my gosh like what are they gonna say I was so concerned about what everybody else would think instead of like what God was trying to like show me so Mm -hmm. throughout our friendship like I would just pray so much um just for like I don't know anything signs like insight scripture and God was continually showing me over and over and every time he did I'd be like no, I need one more. Like, I can't listen to it. Like, very Gideon esque. <laughs> I was just like, no, um, I need one more thing. And like, the one thing that I always remember is I would pray for my grandmother, who is um, from my mom's side. And I was just like, oh man, like, if my grandmother met him, like, would she be okay with that? Would he be, would she be okay with him? Like, what would she think? And then when he came to visit me, was it in January? He, yeah. Came. Yeah. he came to visit me in January and I took him up to my mom's house and my grandmother was living with us at the time. And I had kind of shared with her like that I met a really great guy. I didn't tell her anything in detail, but when she met him, she was just like so excited. And I was like, this is really weird. She doesn't get excited like this. And then one day we were sitting down having dinner and I was serving everybody and then my grandmother just randomly says in Spanish, she's like, you know, she's like, he's a really great guy. He's so gentle. He's so patient. That's the kind of guy you need to keep. And that's the kind of guy you need. And I was just like, what the heck? I'm sorry, like, I, I can pay you later, Grammy. Saying right now. And I was just like, Lord, is that you? And I was like, yeah, you're right. I'm like, he is very different. Like God has definitely showed me like all these qualities that I've been praying for in Dinage. And she's like, you have to take care of him. Like, don't let go of him. And I was just like, wow, if that isn't confirmation, then I don't know what is. And even then I still struggled with like allowing him to fully pursue me. And I think a lot of it was fear of like committing to somebody because I'm not the type of person who likes to be tied down. Mm-hmm. Um But I really felt at that point, like, it wasn't about me. It was about what God was calling me to. And that was marriage. Um, Because I don't, I don't believe in marriage just for love. I believe in marriage um, as a way of worship to God, as a a vehicle to like, carry out his kingdom and his will. And so it means so much more to me than just love. At the time, I actually didn't even love. I wasn't in love with Dinesh. I would say that maybe I was in love with his spirit and I had never um, experienced that before. So I didn't like, I didn't associate it with being in love. But now as I've grown and matured as a believer, I'm like, maybe I was in love. It just wasn't the way that I pictured it or I thought it would be. Mm. Um, But yeah, so no man that's that's good and again you touch on so much key points in terms of like like not just praying about it but really like seeking other counsel and advice or what other people would think not to necessarily say that that informed or uh, like that pushed you in a direction of of saying oh you should do this because another person thinks this way or or vice versa or, or rather not do a thing because a person thinks this way but still mm-hmm. really taking that along in prayer um, for you to like take all of that to God and to really make that choice, that, that conscious choice of is this the right choice? Is this the person you want for me? Is this the person that has the characteristics, 
you know, that not only reflect like are positive on that individual, but also reflects God as well too. And then, um, yeah, man, that's beautiful. And and again, not knowing, because again, it isn't a clear cut thing. This isn't what I don't want people to get out of this show is to think like, oh, there's a recipe in terms of finding the right person for you. It is a lot of difficulty still in challenges in terms of really taking that to God and really betting, letting him bet, help you bet that decision for you. So that's pretty cool. And then fast forward again, you guys have kids. Yes, <laughs> one, cool. on the w- one on the way. <laughs> two, two beautiful uh, little girls and then one on the way. We don't know exactly. I don't, do we know who it is yet or not? We don't know what it is yet. No, we are going to wait until the day I give birth. I want it to be a surprise yeah. um, for everybody, including myself. Nice. So I'm, I'm going to ask to not know the gender. So, I mean, and the, uh, one be- one great thing about like with the kids um, and like watching your dynamic as a married couple work and cultivate a Christian life for your kids is a beautiful thing to watch and experience as well, too. Um, everything from, you know, how you take care of them, how you guys share the responsibility with them, um, all the way down to like spending that quality time with them and making sure you pray with them and you, you know, teach, spend the time to teach them right from wrong. Like I, I admire a lot of that. Um, but I know that isn't always easy. How do you guys, um, work with each other to, um, to tag team raising these beautiful children in a Christian environment? Yeah, I think so. The thing about being parents is you know there's there's no manual so to speak like there there's there's so many opinions and everything out there and then it's deciding you know how do we want to raise our kids but it's it's just not this clear-cut process and even when you make your decision that this is what we're going to do you still question yourself a lot of the times like is this really right you know and so i know i know for us we're, we're constantly doing research and reading things and and praying and trying to see you know like how do we raise our kids in the best way possible not necessarily just the way that we were raised um and that's led us to you know some decisions that are very different from our friends who also have children and you know it's it's sticking to those things and not being so legalistic but knowing when to say you know like hey well this isn't working out or, or that's not working out. And I'm talking any issue from sleep training to how do you discipline your kid? What messages are you sending to them? If you, you know, like get upset at them, if you raise your voice and all of those sorts of things um, to, to bring that in the mix, you know, not only are we believers, we're from very different cultures. So, you know, I grew up Bahamas and, you know, lived in the States for a bit um, and she grew up but you know back and forth between ecuador and the u.s and so we have you know what that's like three cultures almost coming together and and so that's been that's been really interesting you know that that uh iron sharpened iron picture i always pictured that as like this cute process yeah life is getting sharper you know and the two become one and but but for us it has been a fight a, a, a lot of times I think um, and sometimes the lines get blurry and you 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 forget that the next person is on your team as you 
struggle to think through man like how are we how are we going to do this and um yeah what do you think yeah as you were talking I was thinking about like the very beginning of when we had Violet who was our first child and just like I guess I I think we I don't remember did we argue a lot about parenting or how we were doing things no not really I wouldn't say so yeah I honestly it's all a blur like (laughs) I everything that I was reading and researching while Violet was uh not out yet but while I was pregnant with her um like and I was able to apply that to Violet you know when it comes to sleep training or like you know being mindful of like praying with her even if she doesn't understand or praying before meals like when Sage came um it's almost like I forgot everything I did with Violet and I had to like reread everything because I don't know my brain but um it has been really I feel like having I'm sorry if I cry because I'm pregnant but having children has really made me see how selfish I am and and I thought marriage would do that and it has but I feel like with children like they just expose so much more about you and you don't want them to be like you you know you want them to be better than you are and you know it's hard when you're raised a certain way and I don't blame my parents like you know I'm sure they didn't have the best upbringing but you know it's my job now it's our job now to like break chains Um, and I think for me that's my priority in raising children and showing them who Christ is and what that love looks like and no I don't always do it perfectly but I'm so thankful for like the Holy Spirit because I know that every night that I go to sleep like honestly like I'm always thinking about what did I do wrong today with Violet or what did I do wrong with Sage how can I make that better tomorrow and yeah like I and I know that can only be God like reminding me of these little moments that might be so small but in the long run they will add up and they will be very significant and into how they will be when they are older as women as mothers or sisters you know or whatever they decide to be but like having children has made me so much more aware of my flaws even more so than marriage it's kind of crazy but yeah and then then there's that journey on on learning to not hold yourself to an impossible standard too you know because you want to do it so much better you know it's it's sometimes it just we're human we get tired but I know that one of the things we've been there there are two things for sure more but two two examples I'll use of ways that we've been really intentional about the culture of our family one is just you know like generosity right We, we just try and be very very generous in a way that involves our children as well in the way they share with each other but also in them seeing us be generous with all of our possessions and so that leads to conversations our oldest daughter Violet who's three she's like why you know why are we giving that to people whatever the the thing may be and just telling her that hey you know everything that we have has been given to us and so we get to share share those things you know god's giving us these things not that we own them but we are stewards of them and so we 
we take care of that. And if somebody else needs it, then, you know, we share it with them. And she was just very honest one day. She was like, I don't want to share. I want to fight people. You know, like when, when it comes down to, you know, like, <laughs> like that's my car. Why are they taking exactly my car? like Violet, it's not your car? It's not mommy's car. It's not daddy's car. It's God's car. And mm. when God wants to share, that's what we're going to do, because nothing we own is ours. Like I always I'm trying to repeat that to her, like all the time, like it's not ours. Whose is it? It's God. So like, you know, she'll now she understands a little bit more, but um she definitely still struggles to share with Sage and they fight all the time. Um, but, you know, that's just a part of being human. Like that's going to happen. But those are definitely great moments to teach. Um, yeah. So beautiful. And, and again, the, the moment, the, the visual that pops in my mind, again, I don't know if the, we don't have the budget for it right now. We would probably do a transition into it. But I remember a, a few months ago, um, you posted a video of Violet and she was just praying, right? Oh, just out of the, yeah, room, like, yeah. in the middle of the kitchen or something like that. And it's like, it's so crazy to me, not only from a perspective of her getting what that is at that age, mm -hmm. but, to, to, but to break out and do that spontaneously or feel like she could do that at that point in time. And I feel like that only really comes from having an environment that cultivates that 24 seven. So definitely kudos to you for, for having that framework, even on a subconscious level to do that on top of the education of why you should do this or why you shouldn't do that. I think that's a super powerful thing. Um, and, and, and through the, that last, that last few minutes is like, I am reminded again, why I appreciate y'all so much in is in terms of, especially doing this, this Christian walk, the transparency um, that leads to the humility of like figuring out you are not perfect. You will make mistakes. You will be short with people, especially the people around you that you love the most, just from the selfishness of being human. You know what I mean? And you still know that, but you don't allow that to dictate the type of culture and the environment that you set for yourselves um, and for your kids. But ultimately, especially like for the greater, greater community, the church, right, which leads me into like Another thing that I am so that, that I tell you all the time that I am amazed with in terms of how you use and you steward your home um, to for the kingdom by having it open for people to have, you know, communion in um, post church or is it really post church? I feel like it's an extension of churches sometimes, whether it might be small group or, you know, head into your house after service or after some ministry work where you have these group of kids who also come from, uh, uh, have their own stories and may have, may have come from broken backgrounds, me included in that as well too, like all of us, it doesn't really matter the age, but to still have an air of an environment in which this, everybody in here at this moment in time is family. And I think that's the essence of what it really truly means to be a church. And that is partly perpetuated because of the, the standard and the culture that y'all set in y'all home. Yeah, yeah. You know, I so I want to I want to take a moment to so, to sort of pause, right? Because I know it could be so tempting when you if somebody's listening to this and they hear these things we're doing and they think, "Man, like they they're such good parents. Like they're raising their kids perfect. Like I feel guilty as a parent. I'm not doing it like that or I want to aspire to that." Man, listen, like, you know, like there are so many moments that we don't get it right. You know, there are so many moments we put them down at the end of the day and we're like, 
what just happened you know and, and i really want to highlight just like is just, it 7 30 yet oh my literally gosh, the countdown late. i was like all right yeah, we we made it like turn on netflix um but it, it is nothing but the grace of god because yeah. you know like our backgrounds are so broken and where where does this come from that's the only explanation because i wasn't raised with a lot of this in me you know and i i just i just really wanted to make that because i know there's, there's a lot of comparison that happens and people just you know they miss the fact that god is taking all of us on our own journey and right so yeah i i, I would i just want to say that man if you're listening to that like be encouraged and and really seek god for your for yourself and your own journey um but yeah we're always open for advice mm, right and also like knowing that it's never too late to become aware and then want want to change the way that you parent or see your child because like i beat myself up all the time i'm like oh my gosh i've damaged violet and she's only three <laughs> and then the other side of me is like you still have time like she is only three like you can still change because for me something that I struggle with and I've shared this before is like my anger like I am very quick to get frustrated to become irritated to get angry and something that I see in Violet is that and I I'm trying my hardest to like navigate that for myself so that I can kind of teach her how to cope with that as well and that's really hard like I don't have the best moments in front of Violet and like, you know, one of the sweet things is like, and yes, I know that she sees and does this by example, but I also know that God has put that in her for moments to comfort me, you know, like mm. whenever I'm feeling down or me and Dinaj are in the middle of like a discussion, like, or an argument where we definitely don't try to like yell at each other. Our voices do often get raised but I'm like all right let's tone it down um Violet will say like I'm gonna pray for you mommy like it's gonna be okay like we love you so much right daddy we all love you and then she'll go to Dinosh like daddy like we love you you know you're so loved like let me pray with you you know and so like those are things that maybe she's seen like yes we pray but I also feel like God instill instill those things in her in such moments that are so needed that I feel so dumb in that moment I feel so like humbled and I'm just like what am I doing right now like this child is literally praying for me like I should be praying for her you know like but anyways I just think like yeah man no one is perfect we're definitely not doing it perfectly but we are trying to be aware of those moments and trying our best to like change that and every day is a new day to like do that or a new opportunity sorry to do that yeah um, I, I think I think one of the things that we have been another thing that we've been intentional about is removing the the boundaries between ministry and our personal lives right like we intentionally let that line be blurred um not too blurred but yeah not yeah. too blurred but just like obviously we have our own personal boundaries we have our days where we're like nobody's coming over this well, is family mondays, day mondays um, are so we do we do cut out we do try to have healthy boundaries you know i don't want to seem like we're living reckless out here but in, in a way we are in that we've decided you know to to have a, a radical 
uh, policy on on hospitality and that we allow people to come over and, and sleep even over. if we're upset with each other yeah 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 yeah. you know i'm like dang it why they gotta come today i don't even want to talk to the non right now <laughs> And, and that's our opportunity to feed somebody who might be hungry, to right. listen to somebody who right. probably is going through a tough time and needs an air, you know, to go yeah. to pick up somebody because, you know, I, and I, I said this the last time I was on, it's just, you don't have enough time, man. You got one hour on a, on a Sunday to, to influence a kid. And I don't think it works like that, but to use our home to, con- you know, it, continue on the, the thread from before being generous that naturally extends into a radical stance on hospitality and that we will use anything and everything God has given us to spread the gospel, to be there for people who need that. And that's just not to the people of faith. That's also the people who do not believe, you know, mm-hmm. who whose walk may look very different. And so, yeah, we, we open up our home and, and, and that's tough sometimes uh, because we are raising kids. But I think the gospel speaks the loudest when people get to see us in our natural environments as we actually are and allowing them to see the imperfections and mm-hmm. allowing Christ to shine through that. And that sounds cool in theory, but what that looks like in practice is sometimes I have to apologize to my wife in front of a teenager because I said something to her that wasn't okay. But you I know? will never apologize in front of any son kitty. She started today. She started not. <laughs> but you know, like it literally is living it out. Like dude, in the like, mess that comes. Married. Yeah. And it's so it's because it's like the it's so funny. Um, every time we come over to your house for small group and you look on your bookshelf, you have like a little sign on the bookshelf that says God is greater than marriage. <laughs> right. Yeah, um, yeah. And again, I know that has its own story behind it. But my my biggest interpretation, at least to the forefront of my mind, is always that, yeah, like you're, you don't lose sight of the big picture, regardless of the, what you're going through right now. You know what I mean? Yeah, or the difficulty yeah. and the challenges that you're going through right now. Um, so yeah, I won't keep you any longer. Just so to wrap this up, one takeaway from, uh, from you each, um, what you would like to let the audience, uh, they would take away what you want the audience to walk away with from your perspective on life, love, the walk of Christ within the context of marriage. We're, 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 we're pushing each other right now. So you go first, you go first. Um, you said one takeaway. Yeah. That you would like someone to take away. Hmm. in the context of like marriage or like yeah, marriage of marriage of marriage marriage boy it's weird you really but i mean the, the context the, the question is posed within the framework of marriage I or think... getting or getting ready dating and marriage let's do, let's put that point on dating slash marriage okay i think one thing that i often say is like god knows what you need you know what you want. And so like bars. it shouldn't be <laughs> all right. Then. It shouldn't be about what you want. It should be about what God feels, not feels, but knows that you need. And I feel like a lot of the time we ignore that. And that's why we end up maybe not choosing the right, uh, the right person. Although I don't want to say the right person, but making the best decisions when it comes to dating or even when it goes into like trying to marry somebody because a lot of the times we focus oh I want this and I want that but no like what does God feel like you need like what you know what are your weaknesses in your spiritual walk what kind of man or what kind of woman do I need in my life 
to push me to become more Christ-like, you know, like, I feel like that's what's important. And people miss out on that a lot. And they like blur the lines between want and need. Like, no, there's only a couple of things. I feel like you need somebody who loves God so much more than he will ever love you, which is what I prayed for. Um, And then, because I know that regardless of what happens in our relationship, he will always go back to God and always look to uh, the answers. Um, But I mean, anyways, I'm getting all mixed up here. But anyways, um, yeah, so just that. um, Yeah, just think about what do you need in your life, not what do you want in your life in a partner? Yeah. Um, Yeah, I I would just say to that too it's it's just interesting because we don't even know who we are how are we gonna know what we want you know we are still growing we don't know what we're gonna be like in 10 years from now or what god is calling us to so it's just natural to to trust him with that um and and that would be my thing like if you say you trust him trust him with everything Mm. like including the the person that he has for you if you desire marriage right um and if not that that's completely okay but we've we've advised so many young people on relationships and i and i know it's just hard to acknowledge jesus as lord when you feel like you in love you know and but but my encouragement to to for people to take away is give jesus everything everything like and you get into that practice from when you're single so that when it comes to selection, you hand that over to him. And when it comes to problems in your relationship with that person, uh, you hand that over to him. And then when it comes to your your marriage and your kids, you also hand that over. And, and that perspective is so freeing to realize these are not my kids that I am so responsible for that I have to shape them to be exactly who I want them to be. And I'm responsible for the outcome of all of that. That's just too much to bear, man. Like, but that perspective that God gave me these these children, you know, he's gifted me with them. He's entrusted me with them. Mm-hmm. And how does he want me then to to lead them, to be an example, to be a role model? And so it's just this constant surrender of everything that he's given us. Mm-hmm. We just give back to him and realize that we really cannot do nothing. We are, we are that feeble as humans, but it's him who is giving the grace and bringing the increase, you know, and it's him who's also able to take away if he if that if that is as well so yeah that would, that would be my one takeaway nice man and I, i'm reminded as you say that um proverbs 127 not proverbs 128 psalm 127 children are an inheritance from the lord um blesses who he fills his quiver with them he will not be shamed at the gate mm. um, but you know but like the the top end of that psalm is like Unless the Lord um, watches over the city, the watchman labors in vain, or if he builds the tower, he builds in vain, right? So it's yeah. like, yeah. and that's a crazy thing, man. That's a that's a dynamic that definitely is different from the dynamic that we get today in the context of dating or, or marriage. You know what I mean? Yeah, 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 yeah. I, can, I, can I break the rules and add one more thing? Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, I, I would say, but like, who, like when you when you get the marriage, right? When you get the thing and you decide, and God leads you, and you're like, "This is what I want to do." Stand firm in that, because man, one thing we've seen, like in our culture here, man, like you, oh, there's so many pressures from the outside to 
to make fun of the way you raise your kids and people will not understand and you want them to understand and it's like no if god leads you to do something and raise your kids a certain way stand firm with that because mm -hmm. people won't get it and sometimes those people who don't get it are your own parents and that is okay if god is leading you to do it yeah man thank you man thank you for this very refreshing uh link up man i appreciate y'all you know it took a while to get here <laughs> so much things going on as well too but i appreciate you and i um i again i like to give the flowers in terms of like i really really appreciate y'all like for being or for you allowing rather or god putting together however you want to whatever perspective you want to take of us having this very rich friendship in terms of what i can learn from you guys especially like as i i i attempt to be more conscious in my walk not only as a christian but what um I how I walk as a potential boyfriend, how I walk as a potential husband as well, too. I learn a lot from you guys and I appreciate you so much. And like, again, I know you're not perfect and I see and and you allow us to see that as well, too. Um, but I, you are still to be commended and I appreciate you all so much. So thank you. Um, Glory to God. Thank yeah, you for the encouraging word as well. Yeah, man. Uh, so thank you, everybody, for tuning in. I hope you got something from this episode and uh uh, thank you very much. And we're signing off. Am I supposed to say bye? <laughs> yeah. Am I supposed to say bye? <laughs> OMG, they were so cute. I really enjoyed that interview. Thank you so much, Travis. Thank you so much to your guest. I was really blessed by their testimony. I think there were a few things that stood out to me. The fact that they were open to being intentional about friends. I think so many times as single people, I know for me, I've done it before of saying, you know, I don't want to want to waste my time and I'm intentionally dating and not hearing from the Holy Spirit that, you know, every relationship is different and everything looks, you know, different for different people. And so if the Holy Spirit is leading you to have a friendship with somebody, it may just continually be a friendship for the rest of your life, but it may develop into a romantic relationship, but it's just being open to the Holy Spirit of every person that I meet. How do you want me to engage in them instead of having like these rules from culture or these rules that you hear other people live by where it's like, this is how it has to happen for this relationship, but you're not consulting the Holy Spirit. You're trying to take a blueprint from somebody else's relationship. So that was light bulb number one for me of just being open to how the Holy Spirit is leading you with whoever you meet that was great I think another thing was how they practice and teach their children about giving like that was giving in 2023 is something I really want to do so that kind of hit core of nothing that we have is our own our car is not our own it belongs to God our house belongs to God the food we have belongs to God and so when you think of that mindset that helps you to give so much more because like it doesn't belong to me so I just thought that that was so amazing the reason I wanted to jump on and just recap their episode and just talk about how much it blessed me was because this is the last episode for 2022. We have been doing this for two and a half years. And as I go into January, January, 2023, the Holy Spirit has led me to transition into doing YouTube videos and podcasts, hoping that we can reach a wider audience with that. So if you're listening to this, whenever you're listening to this, you may be saying, okay, great. Like I'm excited, but you may be saying, I'm not sure where the rest of the episodes are because we're going to season episodes versus weekly episodes. It was a lot. It was taxing. We tried in this year to bring on guest hosts to be, to be able to keep it up. But what I find is that 
was praying about it, the Holy Spirit revealed to me, like, if you have a great season with lineup episodes, it will be more powerful, more impactful, and the reach will be much wider if you take that time to do that concentration of a focus for a season episode. So we're going to go into seasons. And so our season will begin April, 2023. So for the first three months, we will be on hiatus because we're going into seasonal podcast, a seasonal podcast. So we'll go into that. And so it'll be April, May, and June. And then we're going to take two months off July and August. And then we're going to do September, October, November, um, to end the season. So we're going to have two seasons next year, two, three month seasons, and it all begins April, 2023, two seasons. It begins April, 2023. So I'm excited about that transition. I wanted to come on and let you guys know. So I hope if you've been rocking with us, that you stay tuned, that you join us on Facebook. If you haven't joined us there and look out for us on YouTube, um, cause the Royal access is going to be on YouTube and I'm just going to add it to the Corel Pinder page. So there's Corel Pinder on YouTube and there are videos there too. So if you've never been to Corel Pinder on YouTube, there's a lot of content that I started there too. Those weekly episodes will continue, but we will have a section on the Corel Pinder page for the Royal access YouTube videos and you can watch it there. So make sure to tune in. I can't wait to connect with you guys there. Super, super excited. And thank you so much for tuning in. Thank you so much for rocking with us for another year. And we're transitioning back into me being the full host. Um, but our guest hosts, who were so amazing this year, Travis, Joy, Felicia, we want to just pray, God. I'm just going to pray right now for covering over Travis, Felicia, and Joy for everything they've sown into this ground over this last year. Lord, I thank you so much for Travis, for Felicia, for Joy, for everything that they've sown. And we ask that you just continue to deposit back into them. We ask that you just continue to help them flourish into to building on what they did this year for more forms of ministry that they will continue to do in the new year. And don't miss it. If you did enjoy Travis and Felicia, though, they do all have an open invitation to come on and co-host with me on the YouTube in-person episode. So they've all been giving that extended invitation. And so we're excited to see them take advantage of that and, you know, just bring more suggested guests because their guests brought new insight, new revelations, new stories like this couple, and I think they're younger than me, but to see the way that they have are on fire for God and what they're doing for God in the earth and how they're raising their children and how they're just allowing their marriage to be a beacon of light and hope. And just like how they say they're like, they, they hospitality. That's always something I want to do too. So that was like the third thing that stood out to me, the fact that they're so hospitable, um, because that's why I always wanted a home to be able to just, you know, welcome people in and show them the love of God. So once again, thanks for rocking us with us for 2022. We'll see you in April, 2023, as we transition into seasons and make sure hit me up in the inbox. If you've read this, um, or if you listen to this episode, I want to hear from you. Take care guys have, uh, the rest of the year. I'm, I hope that it's amazing and have a happy new year in 2023. Thank you for listening to the Royal access podcast. Be sure to learn more about how to connect with us in the show notes below. If you enjoyed the episode, please share it with a friend. We would also love for you to consider leaving a rating or a review. Until next time, I'm Corel Pinder, your truth-telling accountability partner.